0: Hello, everyone. How are you doing? And welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where I interview educators and entrepreneurs on leveling up each week. I zoom in someone who's dope, and we just have a conversation on how you can live your best life. Today's guest is Cassie Reeder. How are you doing, Cassie?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am awesome. I am chilling. Uh, and relaxing, as we spoke earlier, uh, from ISTE, uh, which is, you know, once a time you get off the shuttle from your hotel and you hit that convention center until you leave. It's just nonstop buzzing of people on top of people uh, (laughs) all around you. Uh, So today's guest, we... Are acquainted with each other via Twitter and also on Voxer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie is an entrepreneur uh, or as I say entrepreneur mm-hmm. who's out there consulting and doing other things we'll be getting into that but one of the reasons I wanted to have uh, Cassie on the show is because she has decided to put her chips all in on this thing and really give it a go which I find to be uh, really interesting as well as this show was important for me to do after a couple of experiences I had actually at ISTE. Uh, So I wanted to uh, have you on as well. So for those who will uh, be watching in the future on YouTube uh, or listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, will you please introduce yourself?
1: Yes, um, my name is Cassie Reeder, and um, I guess, should I go ahead and tell me tell a little bit about myself?
0: Yes, whatever you want to say.
1: Okay. So, um, and and I know we have some questions we're going to go through. So some of these might kind of tie in. But um, so a little bit about myself. Um, as you said, I'm I met with you on Voxer, the teacherpreneur chat, um, and I am. A socially connected educator. Um, I taught for five years in the classroom. I taught at elementary school, so third grade, and then I also taught one year of fourth grade. Um, And in that experience, I learned about becoming connected through social media apps like Boxer, Twitter. Um, I'm moving slowly into Instagram. Uh, so, you know, that's how I'm making these connections with people. And, uh, I just, I just remember whenever I went to my first ed camp and I was told, or I was asked, I was like, they were like, what's your Twitter account? I was like, I don't have one of those. Why do I need one of those things? Um, and then my friend Jamie actually, basically she was like, you have to get one right now. She didn't give me a choice. Uh, and then I got one in March of, I think it was 2014. Um, maybe 2015, I think it was 2015 actually, um, and my life has forever been changed. So I'm a huge proponent of social media and using it for connections. Um, and I'm really happy to be here and, and chat with you guys today. So,
0: Awesome, awesome. So what made you decide to take the leap into consulting?
1: so for me um as i said i taught for five years in the elementary classroom and through those experiences that i had as a teacher um you know i am i've, I've always been into technology um i did take some technology courses in, cl- in college so that kind of set me up for having an interest in it and wanting to learn more about what i could do in my own classroom and then i met uh, jamie donnelly and deborah atchison Um, And they both actually worked in my school district. And I had no idea what kind of uh, impacts they were going to have in my life. Um, But long story short, they got me into training. So I went to an ed camp with Jamie. And then we actually co-founded something called EdChange Global which is a a big 24-hour online conference that happens in the summer. Um, And all of these experiences were about connecting and training and sharing. And um, for me, I mean, that is a huge part of my life, but it is all voluntary, so there's no money coming in from that side. Um, But how this relates to what I'm doing now is that I learned that I really enjoy to train uh, training educators. And, um, I remember after school one time I was hosting some like technology training sessions for people and, um, I was trying to show them how to use Google because we had just taken that on as a as school that year. And, um, I had two teachers that were, let's just say they were about a year away from retirement. So a computer in itself was like, a, a you know, mind blowing to them and, uh, so I wanted to show them how to use Google uh, for for many reasons, but I wanted them to feel really comfortable with the tool and mm-hmm. just having that 30 minutes with these two teachers, I was like, I left there with such a high. It was such a great feeling to be able to say that I taught them something, and and I went about it with um, you know patience and understanding that it's gonna take a long time for them to really get to. Where they need to be but we chipped at it uh you know over a couple of meetings and just that opportunity to to work with those teachers um it was amazing to me and i just knew that that's what i wanted to do in the future so after my five years of teaching um i went into a an education consultant role with uh with um promethean so i worked with them uh for two years as a consultant And I mean, I, I will talk about, um, that experience a little bit later, but that opportunity to me was another life-changing experience. And from there, I just knew that I wanted to do more. And, um, I decided to jump into consulting because of those experiences that I had had. And I wanted to, as a consultant now, I actually just started out, um, June 1st was my first official date, like independent. So this is all new to me, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that in this role, what I want to do is is take the connections that I have, like we were talking about earlier through, you know, social media and things like that and, and use it as a way to support companies that I've uh, connected with and groups, different groups of people and educators, um, and just provide whatever resources I can, um, you know, and, and just do what I can to help. So I'm again, in the er, the early stages, I kind of have a roadmap that I'm, I'm following at this point, but, um, you know, I'm sure it'll change like that at any second. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what'll happen. <laughs>
0: mm. I know all of us have our different journeys and the paths that we've taken uh-huh. to becoming an entrepreneur. How did you get started? And, what was your process like for sort of going from this is an idea I have to actually having a business? And what sort of advice uh, did you get along the way from other entrepreneurs that sort of helped you understand what you needed to do and made you or sort of other advice that prepared you to be where you are now?
1: Well, I can't really say I'm fully prepared, <laughs> um, but I'm doing it. You know, every day I'm I'm doing different things, so uh, you know it's it's working for now. Um, and that for that, I'm I'm grateful and thankful. Um, so, in terms of making it kind of like this idea um, into a reality, it's kind of a funny story actually. So, I was at the end of my contract with Promethean, and I was looking for jobs all over the place. Um, and I feel like based on the experiences I've had, I, there were a lot of different types of roles that I could have taken, but I just didn't feel like any of them really fit with what I wanted for myself for the future, you know? Um, and luckily financially right now where I am, um, I've been, uh, blessed to be able to take on this challenge and my husband is supporting me. So I can't, uh, I can't, you know, not give him some credit for that for sure. Um, but he was like, you know, just try it, let's see how it works for for this amount of time and and let's go with it, you know. Um so that's kind of how it happened. Um but luckily as soon as that happened, I started reaching out to people that I'm connected with, um like Lisa Dabs, she is um at Teach with Soul on Twitter. She's one of the people that I met a couple years ago through um Past the Scope, which is a, a Periscope group that I'm a part of, and I believe you are as well, Dr. Will. Um, so just finding those different people that I knew were thriving in the field. Um, I also did a lot of uh, heart-to-heart discussions with my friend Deborah Atchison, which I mentioned before. Um, so just trying to pull from their experiences that they've had and, and you know, just really along the way they've just always been there for me so I'm, I'm truly grateful for that and they just kind of offer advice to me um so I mean I think this is one of the questions you ask was like what kind of advice did I get that you know has helped me so far and honestly they told me that you know it's gonna be rough which I have my days where I'm like what am I doing um but they told me it's going to be rough. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy in the beginning. Um, So I always keep that in mind. Like I'm not the only one that's going through this, not the only person experiencing this. Um, But it, in my, in my mind and the experiences that I've had in the past, you know, you get put into situations for a reason. And I think that there is a reason that this worked out and I, I landed here for now. Um, So, you know, I just, I just want to tell everybody else, you know, it is a very scary time and a very scary thing to do. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who who are much more well-known than me and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing that. Um, that's great. You know, I'm there, but there's fear behind it and mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to take that fear and go with it and see what happens, you know, if if you're able to and just, that's that's kind of my my take on it I guess. You know, I've been given this opportunity and it's real scary but I think there's a reason that it's happening. So, um, you know, and and just trying to take every opportunity, every experience that I have, every connection that I make in this position and using it to benefit me and and try to build relationships for one reason or another. These these things are happening. So.
0: Mm. And, and it's interesting that you bring all of that up. Uh, Now, I'm not even doing this full time, Mm -hmm. but I still understand, like, wow, I'm, I'm putting myself out there, particularly when you are investing dollars into this venture, you know, where, oh, I'm going to pay to get these business cards professionally done. I'm going to buy this equipment I need, you know, when I present or oh i need this computer i'm going to be purchasing that or i need this software program and before you know you can look and look up and go Ooh, yeah i put <laughs> <I>, of <woo, I laughs> money to sort of get this going without a guarantee that i'm going to be getting a check back mm-hmm. um, when and you've spoken to other people and, you know, we've gone to, you know, we go to these conferences, <clears throat> excuse me, we see people on Twitter and we see these people doing these things and, and we sit back and you go, wow, this is awesome. This person is doing this and they're doing that. How did you discover your own niche and what was your process for determining your value add? hmm
1: um, so, for me, honestly, I know I mentioned it earlier. my Promethean experience, I think, has been a huge game changer in me feeling comfortable enough to take this step, you know because I've done a lot of things just like every you know, not everyone, but a lot of us are connected educators these days, and we have a lot of relationships and experiences and things that are amazing but Again, there's gotta be money that comes with it. Um, so as a, as a consultant with Promethean, one of the things that I was able to do, um, besides just providing training in the school district where I worked, um, and, and training at every level. So from district level down to, uh, you know, working one-on-one with teachers. So I have, um, I feel like my experience there has allowed me to learn a lot um but aside from just working with software what i think makes me unique and what i've kind of noticed as i've done some interviews and worked with uh hopefully worked with some different companies coming uh coming up in the future is that i have an experience that has allowed me to understand the hardware and the software side um and again going back to those training experiences that i've had on my own and you know the way that i find teachers benefit from the training that I've, I offer. Um, like I said before, you know, giving them support and lots of resources that, that they can use. Um, you know, there's a whole, just training in itself, there's so many things that need to be put in place. And I feel like I have a pretty good foundation of that mm-hmm. based on my um, past two years experience. And again, like I said, that hardware and software side, Um, I see a lot of people at conferences that are really good at training on this is a really cool tool, but you know, getting down to the nitty gritty of what if something breaks or what if this happens, you know, having all that understanding, I think, um, that's kind of like my little niche right now. Um, I see that changing and growing hopefully in the future. That's, that's my goal. But, um, for now I I feel like that's an area that I'm pretty marketable. Um, so just Kind of thinking through how what I do with, for instance, Ed Change Global, the training piece ties in with the other experiences. And, and that's kind of where I've found myself landing at this point. So,
0: mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I want to throw this out there to you. Because you are so connected and you go to conferences and we again, we see so many people do what they do. Mm -hmm. And some are just really amazing at it. How were you able, or how have you been able to say, I am Cassie reader and this is what I do. This is my style. This is how I dress. This is how I speak. This is how I tell my story. This is how I connect with teachers in a way that is unique to who you are. Mm -hmm. and not where you sort of take on what influences styles cadences of other people that you see all around you
1: Mm -hmm. um that is a really good and tough question for me at this point I mean honestly I think I've never really thought about how to put that into words. I guess I just kind of, I mean, like you said, being connected, you know, you you build relationships with people and I think for me, I just, I don't really, like I look at what other people do, but then I always take it and try to make my own spin on it. Um, You know, to make it fit with, if I was a teacher in a classroom or if I was an educator in this situation, how could I use that information you know, in my setting or whatever. Like I try to take things personally and break them down to the simplest form because I know that as teachers and as educators in this crazy world, um, you know, that we're in these days, like things, there's so many things that are expected and I just try to take those things that I'm hearing and and break them down to that simplest form so that not only do I understand it, Um, but you know, I can also provide support and, and help for other people that are looking to learn more about whatever it is, you know, but that is a, that is a good question. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think to me just being authentic and being myself is that's the only way to go. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy. Just be yourself. Um, that might sound corny, but that's, that's kind of my take on it, I guess. Other than that, I don't know. That's, I should think more on a better, stronger answer. (laughs) But I like that question. That's a good
0: one. Well, thanks, but you you have to be yourself. I mean, I have been doing this thing uh for about four years on top of the whole podcast. Mm -hmm. And it really I had to get to a point to where I said, look, I'm just gonna be me. Throw it out there with everything I have, and see where it goes. Because I remember sitting in a keynote that Tom Murray was giving. He starts telling this story, and all of a sudden, I'm looking around the room, and I mean, everyone is just like. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what is this dude doing? I said, that'll never be me, right? That'll never be me. So I can't try to reach out and pull at heartstrings like that. I'm not that type of storyteller, right? So I said, I said, woo! I said, look, I just gotta be me. I gotta do what I do, Mm -hmm. which generally is me sort of trying to crystallize this is a mobile generation of learners we can't be doing this other stuff and then trying to throw some humor in it uh but i knew that i couldn't if i tried to do him i'd be a, i'd be a terrible tom murray right? <laughs> so i say i just have to you know just be me and see you know where that goes
1: mm-hmm. yep
0: So, you know, in our field, uh, there's a lot of us who are, they're ambassadors, they are Google educators, and Microsoft educators, and pioneers, and all of these, you know, different titles and certifications. Mm -hmm. How do you position yourself? How do you market yourself to get gigs?
1: So I mean I I every time I have these kinds of conversations I always find myself saying the same thing every time and again I'll say it again. So for me at this point in the game it's all about connections with people. So like earlier you and I were talking about isti and how you know we go to sessions and we learn here and there but um you know Ultimately for me, as I, as I mentioned to you, it was about building relationships in the networking. Um, you know, and, and I think for me, everything that I've gotten so far as, um, as a consultant, an independent consultant has been from knowing this person or knowing that person. Um, one or two things have come from just being on social media like through Twitter and one thing was through LinkedIn but um you know just putting yourself out there for me just putting myself out there as somebody who's ready to work and get to business um you know and and working with groups of people or individuals um and just get the job done like putting myself out there as a hard worker i think um in theory that sounds great and it's worked out so far but you know there's obviously other things that need to be in place as well but but that's just kind of what I've done so far. And, and, um, you know, it's taken me pretty far. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I am right now, at least.
0: <laughs> so I want to throw this out there since you just mentioned your, how you are purposeful in in connecting and, and really sort of getting out there to speak with other uh, educators and entrepreneurs. Have you found One, that other educators are open to talking about consulting, talking about money, talking about, you know, really getting themselves out there. And two, have you found those who are in the game to be willing to provide that mentorship, to provide those resources, to really share what they've learned?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to answer the second question first, and then I might ask you to repeat the first one. Um, but yeah, so, so so your second question was about have I found kind of like mentorship from other people? And I definitely have. Um, like I said before, Lisa Dabbs has been huge. Um, there's another coworker that I had at Promethean um, in you know, she's no longer there anymore, but I've connected with her and, uh, Deborah Atchison, as I said, you know, and, and really our teacherpreneur group, they've been amazing. My past the scope group, um, you know, anytime I have questions and I'm not really a huge active member in edumatch, but I know that if I had questions, I could go to those people, but Sarah Thomas, I mean, I've asked her many questions and Valerie Lewis, um, and they're not all, In this same role that I am but anyone that I've connected with if I have questions um, you know they've been more than willing to answer them Um, Lisa Dabbs I sent her my business cards and she's like okay we need to do this this and this I've sent her my website you know so she's been amazing at just taking a, a little time out of her day and looking through what I have and providing me with like you said like that mentorship feel and I am so grateful for that experience. Like I just reached out and I was like, well, I'm just going to ask because the worst thing they can say is no, I don't have time. Um, and you know, the, the, the welcoming and openness that they've shown me has been incredible. And, and that's not something that I personally would have ever imagined to just receive like that, you know, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, And then your other question can you repeat what it was
0: how receptive have you found educators to be willing to talk about money to embrace the idea of monetizing their talents and to sort of being open to the idea of you know consulting because When I was at ISTE, uh, I was so excited one morning and I just, I'm on Twitter. I I was on Twitter checking the hashtag at about four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And one dude sent out a tweet saying how he wasn't happy with so many educators there promoting themselves and, you know, marketing themselves to deliver professional development. Right. And I was like, I sent him a tweet back, like, don't hate. Uh, but I, I noticed when I've been talking about entrepreneurship and teachers monetizing their talents and to stop giving away their talents for free, Mm -hmm. that I've had people push back on me, you know, and one dude in a, in a Voxer group was like, you keep talking about money. Will, will you do anything for money? And I'm like, dude, stop throwing shade. I really don't Mm -hmm. like that. But my whole idea was our field is different from so many other fields in terms of our salary, our pay raise, all of that stuff is set and it's out of our control. Mm -hmm. You can't go in after five years, after two years or whatever, and negotiate and say, I I need a raise or Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because they can't give you a raise. You know you your your set the state and your local area the the they dictate your salary, so you can't get more money mm-hmm. off of that and so i'm 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 real serious when I talk about this money and about us sort of not giving this stuff or what God giving away our genius for free yeah, so with that, have you received any pushback from any educators when you say, hey I'm a consultant or like I'm not doing the classroom thing." You know, I'm here to do this thing and see where it goes and have or have you found overall people have been sort of supportive of the idea or they're embracing the, you know, the whole notion or practice of us actually monetizing what we bring to the table?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I honestly at this point can really only speak to the very few experiences that I've had. Um, I will say that as a consultant with Promethean, that was one thing, something you mentioned um, kind of reminded me of that. So one thing that in that role and potentially in this one as well um, that I ran into was that teachers, because I was not a teacher myself at that time, I was previously a teacher. So I've had the experiences and I know that it changes like every Day practically um, with like the requirements and the expectation in the classroom. So, I might not have all of that experience anymore, but I have been in that situation, you know. But for them to look at somebody in the role I was in, or as like you mentioned, these now entrepreneurs, you know, um, it seems like sometimes they can be displaced from their day to day experiences and what they have to go to, which kind of gives them maybe in their mind less credibility um you know and I can see where they would be coming from with that um and then there's so many other things that would have to you know just be there like the they still have to show that they've got the passion and, and different things like that for them to kind of you know accept that I guess um and I too have also experienced where you know um I mean, because there are so many entrepreneurs out there and people doing this on their own and they're just well known by everybody. And I mean, I've heard districts talking about how, you know, oh, this person started off charging us this much for their PD and now they're huge and everybody knows them. And then they charge this much, you know, and, and I could see how as like that person, yeah, you're working really hard and you're well known. You need to get paid for what you're providing, you know, I get it. But then from the opposite side, I also feel like you've got to, if you want people to, um, you know, respect you and jump on board and, and follow you and, you know, all of that stuff, like you do have to make your, you still have to be like real. And, And like you said, you were a teacher, like this is where you started at the bottom, you know, so I guess I don't know how this really sounds, but like you can't set your expectations so high that like people can't in the education world they can't, you know, afford you. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, you can do what you want, but I personally think that if you're coming at it with a, a you know a heart of giving and you know wanting to better things, then you have to kind of keep that in mind. Um, And I'm jumping all over the place, but the other thing that came to my mind when you were saying that was all that was was, and I, I do this all the time. It's something that my husband is like, why you have to get money? Like, this is your job. Now you need to monetize. That's his favorite word. Um, so like doing things for free is great, but there also needs to be a level of, okay, well I'm spending all these hours, putting all of this stuff together. There's gotta be some monetization coming in, you know? So trying to find that balance, I think. Um, if you can't tell, I'm kind of struggling with that right now. Um, it's hard because, you know, you come from the classroom just doing all this stuff and then there does have to be a, a certain level of, okay, well, this is my livelihood now, you know, but but the balance is really hard. Um, so I think to me, just the topic itself is still kind of like up in the air and, and there really is no clear guideline with it, which makes it hard for us, I think, you know, but those are just my thoughts on it. They're all over the place, but
0: <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I have a clear guideline for you, Cassie. Okay. No free. Okay. <laughs> no free. If you are look, here, if you want to do stuff for free, put it on your blog. Okay. Right for you, put mm-hmm. it on your platform. That's free. If you were, for example, going to do something for someone you had a relationship with, um, let's say EduMatch, that could be free. But for an organization,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you charge them. Yeah. If, if it's an organization, if it's a company, I don't care if it's Promethean that you had this previous relationship with, they need to write, they need to write you a check. They yeah. want you to do a webinar. They want you to do a blog post. They want you to do a tutorial they need to write you a check. Mm-hmm. So that's the clear guideline. Anything you want to get away for free, put it on your stuff because that way you own it.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a good point.
0: <clears throat> and then it helps build your bona fides as a thought leader. Yeah. But don't like I, I did what other people did in terms of, I, I I wrote a blog post for Ed surge and Ina call and, I've I've written some for, excuse me, uh, District Administration Magazine, and I've been interviewed by them. Mm -hmm. Depending on the organization, in terms of if I can see this being a relationship, they could get one or two for the free. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to charge because, one, you devalue your worth. When you don't charge and it affects your money long term two you're messing it up for everybody else
1: mm-hmm. yeah. because
0: once you give it away free
1: I other people
0: are going to expect it.
1: yeah
0: everybody else to get up for free yeah so I charge mm-hmm. and, if, and I had someone actually send me an email saying we're launching this magazine we like what you're doing. We want to have you write something. Mm -hmm. And my response was, very exciting. What is your budget? Mm -hmm. And they said they didn't have a budget. And I said, well, I'm sorry Mm -hmm. to inform you, but I do not write for free. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't even do this full time. Excuse me, but I understand that it is still time I'm taking out of my day.
1: Right, exactly. So, yeah.
0: if I'm going to do it. I want my check, <laughs> and 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 I and I know some people hear that sometimes, and they go, "Ooh." I can hear myself say it sometimes out loud, and I go, "Ooh." But the reality is, you it's know, it, it it, it <laughs> is my time. It is my expertise. Yeah. And if someone's going to put it on their site and use it as a way to draw people into what they're selling, yeah then I want to check. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so There's different routes an entrepreneur can take. Some of us strictly write books. <clears throat> some of us do tutorials that they sell. Uh, some people... Write articles, uh some people consult or offer courses, and some people do like a little dibble dabble in all of these things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was your process in determining the direction you would take as a consultant?
1: So I'm definitely that last group where I just kind of do a lot of different things um but I really like that that is an option as a consultant, you know as me doing my thing. Like I can do that. Um, and, and honestly, that was another thing that kind of drove me to this was that I wanted, you know, and I totally understand why, but in my previous role, um, you know, I was only, I was kind of limited to what I could and couldn't do, uh, which I understand, but, but I, I didn't want that anymore. You know, I wanted to be able to kind of do, just do me and whatever that looks like, you know what I'm saying? So, Um, I mean, right now I'm obviously more in that training space where I'm working with a few groups, uh, to provide training for teachers and things like that. Um, but I've also kind of gotten into building, uh, content like support resources and working with a company on their website. Um, you know, so that's a totally different side of me. And, and I like the option to kind of stay in those different places. Um, and then. Ultimately, I do want to become one of those people that is able to build some courses. So I'm working with um, Deborah Atchison on some some Google things that we want to be able to provide districts because um, she's, she's getting well-known in that space. Um, but then I also am very passionate about social media and the connections um, and EdChange Global, which is uh, the event that we host in the summer, that's, that's what it's all about, is just creating connections globally uh, and giving educators and students an, an option or, sorry, a platform to share what's going on, uh, you know, in their lives, in their classrooms, day-to-day, all that stuff. Um, so eventually, I want to take that passion of mine and make it into something that is monetized uh, and, and show teachers how and, and educators, schools, how they can use social media in a positive way to connect, you know, and I know there's a lot of companies like Beluga and Pinpal schools and different things that are already kind of in that space, but um that's where I see myself heading in the future. Um, but yeah, so i I guess taking from my experiences and just going with it right now is is what I've been doing and and I've been lucky enough to make that work, but in the future I see some transitions and some different things going on, um, you know, to fill up my schedule. So.
0: (laughs) So none of us can be all things to all people. So who is your ideal client or target market?
1: Um, honestly, that's, I'm, I'm just looking right now to work with, with people that are willing to take me on. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, one of the biggest thing to me, um, outside of the connections and things like that, that i talked about is being able to show teachers how to use tools and resources and implement things in a way that makes sense to them. And I feel like so many times, um, you know, you'll have a great person who is really knowledgeable on their topic and then their training skills are not so great. Uh, or you'll have somebody who is a really great trainer, but they really don't understand the whole depth of what it is that they're training on, um, you know, and that happens to everybody. But but people that are looking for a trainer that is, um, you know, able to, like I said before, break things down to the lowest possible level so that it becomes information that everybody can understand, um, you know, or the other side of me is, is the support resources. So, you know, if there are people that are looking for ways to take those ideas and put them on paper or in video forms or course formats, you know, so that they can support their users or their schools or districts or whatever. I mean, I've kind of been in a a space where I'm, I'm knowledgeable on lots of different things like Google, Microsoft, all that. So, you know, any of those people or companies or groups that are looking to get content built, you know, I I could be a good support for those people. So
0: So I want to throw this out there to you because you are new to this Mm -hmm. and I've had people on the show who have been, you know, they've been in the game for a while and all of them will say the same thing. And I've experienced this myself that when you're new You'll take any job mm-hmm. because it's a check,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And then once you get your groove and your name is out there and the money is coming, you have to niche down and be very narrow in terms of who you are what you and what you offer to sort of have a clear vision and align everything you're doing to that vision, uh, as well as being able to, at that point, know what to say no to mm-hmm. because saying yes is easy but saying no to a check because it doesn't fit what right. you're doing that's a whole new other realm yeah with you saying or at this current point doing or offering the, the many different things do you feel that you don't have a particular like narrow focus niche? Do you think that you might want to sort of pare it down to this one thing or 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 do you think hey i'm I'm rolling with this thing, I'm just gonna see where it goes,
1: yeah. Um, at this point, that is, like you said, that's what I'm doing. I'm just rolling with it. Um, but I, have I've basically given myself a timeline and then after that, like I do want, like you said, I want to start paring it down and really just refining my area of what I'm doing so that I can make sure that I'm very strong and very knowledgeable in that area. Um, so that is my goal. And I was actually told before I started all this too, they're like, you need to find your space where you fit, you know, and, um, I think there are many benefits to being connected and kind of, you know, just dabbling in a lot of things because that's what I've been doing. And I, I think it's, it's good because you can have conversations with so many different groups of people and be a part of so many things, but it does make it challenging when you're trying to do this as a career. Um, so that is a goal of mine. I'm just not quite there yet. So,
0: Excellent, excellent. So before we go, what is your advice to the educator, particularly since you yourself <clears throat> uh, are are new to this journey of I'm by myself. This is no longer a side hustle. This is my full-time. You know, if I don't work, I don't eat. Which I mean, you you mentioned, or you had that support, but you know, other people this is their full time. You know, If I yeah. don't if I don't get this check coming in, I don't know what that month's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your advice to that educator who is thinking about jumping into consulting? Hopefully, they've been watching or listening to my show, and they've been inspired. To get out there and make that money, mm-hmm. what do you say to them to mentally get sort of crystallize their why and how they can get started? Because as you mentioned, you know, you mentioned earlier, that's one thing for you to be in Voxer and and talk about, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I'm gonna do this thing. And there's another thing for you, <clears throat> excuse me, to turn around and fill out incorporation papers mm-hmm. and actually put, have your slide decks together, have your pricing together, and really, you know, throw yourself out there as I'm open for business.
1: Mm-hmm. What do
0: you say to those educators who are, they say they're ready, what's next?
1: Honestly, I mean, and maybe people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but, um, and and at least for me, like, I mean, this is something that I've always thought about doing, um, in my mind, whenever I started doing this in the future, it would have been when I was a little bit more, I want to say established. I don't know if that's the best word, but you know, I would have a little, a few more contacts here and there that I could just start with immediately. Um, but that's not how it worked out. Um, you know, and, and I think sometimes we do, at least for me, there's a a space of fear and that's what keeps you from doing it. Um, you know, and if, if there's a way that you could see it working for, you know, a summer, I don't know, just honestly, what I'm saying is just try it. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You have experience in education, you know, you will have contacts, like you can always find a job doing something if you have to, you know, go back into the classroom or into a space with a district, you know, whatever. But I mean, at this point I'm I'm telling you this and who knows how long I'll be in this game. I hope for a long time, but you don't know. But I, I mean I would say just try it if the opportunity presents itself because you'll learn a lot about yourself in the process and you know I think it'll make you as an individual so much stronger you know to know that you've done this for yourself you know it's it's it is very scary but i think it's it's worth it you know and and you never know what could come out of it so don't be afraid <laughs> and if you ever decide to those people that are listening that are in that space if you ever decide you want to try it i want to be that person for you that is able to give you advice that i've you know gotten along the way and share my experiences and and be there for you so contact me and We'll talk about the good and the bad and all the in-betweens, you know, you just have to have those supports to help you. So.
0: All right. All right. Cassie, Mm -hmm. thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been great to talk to you. Now I have to go get back to work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Now people, you know how I do this. The video will be going up on, 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 YouTube, I need you to subscribe, leave your comments. The audio podcast is going up on iTunes and SoundCloud. I need you to follow, subscribe, leave your comments. Your boy's trying to get Oprah on the show, and Mm -hmm. I want her to know that I'm doing big things around here. As always, people, invest in you, EDU, peace.